Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Leader in Red, hosted by myself, Natalie Hansford. I am so excited to jump on here. I just got back recently from a trip to Ottawa this weekend, and it was so much fun. I went there with my best friend, and we were visiting some of her family, and we just kind of toured around, did some fun things. We went to a beer fest, which I always appreciate. And it was actually a really great weekend to just recharge, reset. I left the pups with her dad and she was able to spend a lot of time with him. And uh, the person that he lives with also has a dog. So she was able to play around with the other dog the whole weekend. So she had a great weekend, which also meant on my part, I had less responsibility. I posted this about like two days ago about what I wanted to do this weekend, which was reset and recharge and just reminding people that it's super important to reset and recharge, especially if you don't do it often. There's a couple of things that you just are, should be doing to just help your mental health and your body and making sure you are getting that rest. If people are just go, go, go all the time, you are going to crash and burn. So this is something that I always recommend doing at least once a month, reset, recharge, because most of the time, when the weekend comes, you have plans. A lot of time the weekend, um, during the week, a lot of people either go to the gym, they work on their health, they maybe grab groceries, just the basic things, maybe go out with them some friends, but the weekends are always just jam-packed and you always have things going on. So it's really great just to actually schedule in some time in your busy month and just say, this weekend, I'm not doing anything, I'm just resetting, recharging, and you don't have to pick everything. It's not just resetting, recharging doesn't mean you don't do anything. But maybe in the morning you implement it, you go to do some meditation or maybe you don't drink and you just actually reset and recharge, have some tea, have some coffee and watch some movies and lay back. Or maybe resetting and recharge means that you don't have your dog for the weekend, just like myself. And sometimes it's really great to just feel like you don't have that responsibility for a couple days. And then when you get back, you're ready to go. You miss them like crazy and you are just more benefited for the rest of the week. And for me, that's exactly what I needed. And I'm super happy I was able to do that. I did want to try and record this podcast on my way to Ottawa because this episode is actually going to be about commuting. And it was hard. It was really hard to do it on the road. My friend was driving, so obviously I wouldn't be podcasting and driving. But I was in the passenger seat. And honestly, the tunes came on and I was just singing and belting out loud. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to record a podcast because I would rather practice my singing. (laughs) And that is what I did. So uh, the commute was really great. It is a six hour drive where I'm from. So it's a little bit long, but it's obviously great that I had good company in the car and we just kind of chilled, relaxed and made our way there and back. So I guess this brings me to actually starting the podcast. So I wanted to talk about commuting and how to cope with the idea of commuting. A lot of people, when they talk about commuting, they get so upset. They get so angry when they're speaking about it and they're like, I hate it. It's the worst part of my job. I dread it, but I love what I'm doing. It's just maybe so far away. And A lot of the times in Ontario, a lot of people commute, and I'm sure this happens all over the world, but a lot of people don't want to live, let's just say, downtown Toronto. So they do live a little bit more north in the further towns and cities, which could be anywhere from an hour commute plus. 
And it's really challenging for some people to do that every day. And some people honestly travel three hours a day just to get to their job, which is absolutely crazy, but it happens. People do it. Especially if you have a family and you don't want to move your kids into a different school. There's a thousand different reasons as to why you're commuting and it's on a case-by-case basis. Maybe you just want to try out this job, try the opportunity, and if you like it, move closer. And some people honestly just truly like commuting. And then there's the other bunch that hates it, dreads it, and it's the worst part of their day and it just makes their day a little bit sour. So that's why I wanted to do this episode to give some tips and tricks that I have learned through the years of me commuting to Toronto, which is more of the northern part of Toronto, um, technically Vaughan. So a lot of people listening to this that are from Toronto being like, that is not Toronto, honey. But just to help the other listeners that don't really know my area, I do drive about 88 kilometers um, each way to get to work, which is quite a bit, Um, but I do love my job and I love what I'm doing. So I'm going to share some of the things that I've been doing during my commute and hopefully this will help. If you're listening to this podcast, be sure right now to screenshot it and post on your story and tag me so I know that you are listening and I will be sure to share on my stories as well. So the first tip that I have is learn to be at peace with your drive. You already know you're getting up and you're going to work and your work, your drive is going to be, let's just say an hour. If you already know you're going to be driving an hour, don't be mad about that hour drive before you even start with it. If you bring in the piece of it and just understand that it's what's happening, there's nothing you can do to change it at this very moment. And you're just going to have to learn how to cope with it and maybe do things that are going to make you like it a little bit better. But the more you fight it, the more frustrated you're going to get. And obviously that's not a good situation to be in, especially when you're driving. So my first tip is just to be at peace, understand it's what you need to do. You're getting paid. And if it's really that big of an issue for you, then maybe commuting is not for you. So if you can't be at peace with it, it's something that you have to decide. But my first tip is just to take it in, be at peace with it and make the most of your drive. The second thing is have something to look forward to. Maybe listen to a podcast, maybe enjoy the new Post Malone album, or maybe just grab a cup of coffee before you head out the door. So even for myself, I mean, I'm not drinking coffee right now. I guys, I'm on day 13 and I'm going strong. I don't really have any more symptoms of not being able to drink coffee. I'm drinking a lot of decaf coffee or decaf tea and things like that. So maybe this doesn't apply for me, but whatever you're doing and just take it in and enjoy the cruise. Don't ride people's cars. Like don't speed up. Don't try and pass people. It's just going to make you even more stressed. If you just grab that cup of coffee and cruise, it will be a lot more enjoyable. And then yeah, listen to a podcast, listen to leader in red, um, enjoy music, maybe make yourself a play playlist so that whenever you're in the car, And maybe in the morning you have a little bit more of a slower pace album. And then at at night when you're going home, you have more of like an upbeat album or playlist, then you're set and you're gonna enjoy your ride home because you actually have something to look forward to. I personally, I really like to call my friends and family. My car time is honestly the only time that I'm alone and I love it. I have learned, I was honestly that person that 
when I went into work and I had to commute, I was in such a bad mood. I also had a very low vehicle and I hated it. I'm already short. So when I had a low vehicle, I couldn't see shit. I was driving and if there's a truck in front of me, I could not see anything and it pissed me off so much and from driving from Toronto all the way up north it's the heaviest traffic so it's always stop and go it was so frustrating for me so I did invest in a higher vehicle so I could see traffic a little bit better and I am so glad I did that my drive is so much easier now but what makes me really truly enjoy it is being able to catch up with my friends and family I don't really have time to like text people or like call them that much so I do spend majority of my time when I'm commuting is catching up with friends and family I'll call my mom I'll call my best friends and I'll just catch up with them and see how their week is going they laugh because they're always like oh my god okay Natalie like you're you're supposed to call me in five minutes where were you because I literally call them at the same time every week so they know my schedule they know I'm calling them and it's just our time to catch up and I really enjoy it because usually they're commuting home too so we're both kind of catching up on our commutes to home so I really thoroughly enjoy doing that, especially getting in touch with my mom. I always call her during the week when I'm commuting home and she loves it too. So she knows that I use that time to reach out to her because usually when I get home, I have so much stuff to do. I want to pay attention to the dog for a little bit because she's been alone all day. So there's a lot of other things that I do have to get done when I get home that I do like to use that time to catch up with friends and family and just see how their week's going. Maybe plan out my week my weekend with them. A bunch of things see the gossip hear the gossip <laughs> so the third thing that I have is understand when traffic starts and give yourself lots of time so make sure you pick your schedule wisely if you know that the traffic is going to be really heavy at a certain time leave earlier leave 30 minutes earlier who cares if you're early because you're listening to leader in red podcast you have lots of time you can just listen to my podcast while you're waiting and you're great so honestly in all fairness just understand when the traffic starts a lot of people will leave when they already know the traffic is starting so like rush hour just avoid it and making sure that you're picking the times that you leave you're going to be getting there probably at the same time anyway so for example if i leave my house at let's just say 7:45 to get to the office for 9 i will probably get there at like 9:15 if I leave at 8.15, which is 30 minutes after when I used to leave, I still get there at 9.15. Like I still, it doesn't matter. So understanding that no, you, the times of when to leave are the best. So for me, 8.15, I just missed the rush because everyone else is usually already past or in front of me. So by the time I get to Toronto, I just breeze by and go right to the office and it's perfect so understand that test the boundaries a little bit and then find your perfect time on when you're supposed to be leaving the next tip I have is try public transit I personally don't have the option because of what I do I am a consultant so I have to go see different clients I have to use my vehicle and I have to be able to drive so it doesn't work out for me but if you have the option use public transit if you're in Barrie and you're going all the way downtown Toronto you can use the go train and it's affordable more affordable than actually driving to there because then you have to pay for gas the insurance you have to pay for the parking and it adds up and you actually are probably spending about 50 bucks per trip whereas if you use public transit it's a lot more affordable it's going to get you there you can actually do work when you're on the train or on the bus whatever the case may be so public transit it might be a really good option for you 
Um, so I don't know if it's like the TTC or whatever, just try and use something like that. And obviously the TTC is the train um, and also the buses for where we are in Toronto and they also call it the GO train. Um, but if you use like a metro station anywhere near you, then that might be a good opportunity as well. A lot of places you can use the Uber carpool as well and that's a more of a, an affordable option for a lot of people, specifically if you don't drive. So you could always use that as well. You can also carpool. If that's something that you enjoy and you like being around people, you love chatting, you love spending time with maybe your coworker and they live really close to you, why not carpool every once in a while? And I know if you're doing it every day, it could be annoying depending on who you're carpooling with, but every once in a while, why not? You get some some company, you can take turns on who drives and you're able to save a little bit more money because you're not both driving because you're both really going the same direction and the same direction back. Um, so that's something that you might want to implement as well. Lose the race to get home. <laughs> I'm sometimes guilty for this because I just want to get home so bad. I'm tired some days and I just want to get home. Just don't race to get home because at the end of the day, you're going to go fast. You're going to slam on your brakes. You're going to get pissed off and then you're going to do it all over again. So just take your time, be at ease, be at peace with the drive grab that cup of coffee, listen to that podcast, listen to the music, and don't rush to get to where you need to get. Because it's just going to, honestly, those people are what creates fucking traffic. People that do that is why the traffic is stop and go. It's because people are just trying to speed as fast as they can and slam on their brakes. And that's why traffic even develops in the first place. So just calmly drive, let's all work together. Let's go the same speed limit and just chill and drive. And I get it, there are some people that are the complete opposite and they take their time and they're so slow. Totally get it, that's frustrating as well. But don't let other people's habits of driving get to you. Don't let that stress you out because it is just gonna make your commute a little bit more stressful. And you can't control what other people are doing, but you can control what you're doing. So just make sure that you have a calm presence when you are driving. Don't let other people's driving don't let other people's driving habits piss you off because at the end of the day, it's just going to make your drive way more stressful than it needs to be. Get comfortable before you drive. Make sure that all your mirrors are ready. Make sure your seat is set in your position. Make sure your headrest is just right there on your, the back of your head and making sure that the outfit that you're wearing is comfortable. The worst thing is when you're driving an hour and you are uncomfortable. You're hot, you're sweating, you still have your jacket on. Uh, there's a bunch of different reasons why it could be an uncomfortable drive, but make sure that it is a priority before you get in the car that you're comfortable. If you have to bring a change of clothes, bring a change of clothes. Like who cares? Make sure that you're comfortable on your way home because that way it's going to make it a little bit more enjoyable. You're going to be able to relax a lot more easy and it's going to overall just make your uh, travel just comfortable. <laughs> it's just going to be comfortable. So... A lot of people ask me this and I actually agree. And the question is manual or automatic? Changing gears and pushing the clutch may actually make your traffic experience a lot more stressful. I personally have not driven a, a manual car, so I am not one to talk on this, but I find just the answer true. 
if you're in stop and go traffic and you're in a manual, that would piss me off so much because you have to keep changing gears. Whereas with the automatic, automatic, it's more just quick and easy. It's just the brake or the gas. I feel like if you were in a manual, it would make your drive just so much more stressful than it needs to be. So maybe thinking about changing to an automatic, if you do have a lot of stop and go traffic, it might make it just the drive a little bit more easier for you. So it's something that you might want to implement, but also automatic. There's so many cars that are automatic that save gas. I know manuals aren't there yet, but automatics are, and you're going to be able to save a lot more gas. It's not so stop and go. So you're not fluctuating with the kilometers that you're driving and also the gas that you're burning. So automate automatics are a lot more eco-friendly as well. So obviously that would be another reason as to why you should drive an automatic when you are going to be commuting back and forth to work. And especially if you're in stop and go traffic, if you're cruising on the back roads and you drive a manual all for you completely that's awesome um i would not do that because i don't want to drive a manual but that's awesome but if you're in stop and go traffic that's when it can get a little bit more stressful so i did mention this a little bit earlier but think ahead of time and check the traffic there before you leave the office or wherever you're going from a meeting or you're going to a meeting check the traffic before you leave if there's an alternative route that you can take so you miss all that traffic take it because you know when you get to the traffic it's just going to piss you off and make you agitated you're going to be like why didn't i look at the map before i left and you're just you're thinking of all these things that you should have done before you left so that you didn't have to be in this traffic so always check before you leave ask your google because i always go hey google like what's the traffic like? And then my girl lets me know and I drive around it so I don't have to be in the traffic. So always make sure that you check it so that way you can take alternative routes if you need and making sure that you always have alternative routes no matter what. So say for one day you didn't check the traffic, you totally forgot, you see traffic up ahead. Check off that alternative route, like every single cutoff, you should know where to go, how to drive so that you get to just hop off the highway, take a couple back roads, hop back out after the traffic is done, and then you can get home a little bit more quicker. Especially if there's like a massive accident, you're usually sitting there forever. So alternative routes are my go-tos whenever I see traffic getting a little heavier. And what I mean by heavier is like you're stopping, like you are going maximum five to 10 kilometers per hour and you are basically rolling. And that's what I mean, like take an alternative route. But honestly, sometimes even when it's like a little bit busy, I'm like, fuck this. I'm taking the back roads. I don't even want to deal with this right now. So again, yeah, just knowing your alternative routes, keep them memorized. Maybe just have them in your, your glove box if you need to just quickly reference them. The next one I have is relax before your start of your commutes. So whether you're going to work or you're coming home from work, just relax. The worst thing you can do is like rush, get ready and jump in your vehicle and go drive. You're already just stressed and it's going to probably just make the commute a little bit worse. So making sure you're relaxed, have your time, take your time in the morning. So that way, when you get into your car to start your commute, you're starting off on the right foot and you're already relaxed. Okay guys, so those were my tips for commuting and how to cope with commuting to work. But I wanted to also add in this podcast because I have been talking about it a little bit recently and I've been talking about virtual offices. 
recently my the company that I work for has been trying to test out the whole virtual office scenario and for me I'm all for virtual offices I'm all for people working remotely and where they want to work and that's kind of why we're starting to implement this is because we have a lot of the younger generations coming into the workforce and that's what they want they want flexibility they want to be able to work where they want to work and commuting is sometimes not for everyone so if you have someone you really like and you lose them because they can't drive to work or they can't get to work at all or maybe it's like a three-hour commute for them and obviously they wouldn't enjoy that then you might lose that top talent so virtual offices have so many different benefits so i'm going to go over some that i used when i was talking about it with the management team and now we're implementing it and to be honest just from a personal perspective I get so much more done when I'm at home just because sometimes the office can just get a little cluttered and there's a lot of people around and there's so many questions being asked and conversations being had that it is kind of really distracting for me. We have an open spaced office as well. So everyone's kind of chatting and you can hear everything. So it is a little bit more distracting. So I personally really like working from home. It's benefited me a lot. Um, I haven't been able to do it that much during the test trial because I've had a lot of meetings and I've been busy, but just the idea of it and knowing that my staff is at home and they're enjoying it. I love it just as a leader, just knowing that they're saving an extra two, three hours of their day to be able to maybe sleep in a little bit more or wake up and actually enjoy their morning and they don't have to go to commute or take the TGC or drive in and they really enjoy it. So I'm going to share some of the benefits as to why you would maybe want to consider changing your office to virtual. And I think it'd be really great to start to see a little bit more companies try to do this and people are doing this. It's the new trend. Virtual offices are going to be the next go-to. So why not get ahead of the trade and um, making sure that it's actually going to work for you and benefit your company as a whole. So the, some of the benefits that I have seen is, let's just start with money, less overhead cost. Like why wouldn't you? Think about how much money offices are. And I mean, it could be anywhere from like $5,000 to a month to like tens of thousands of dollars a month. Offices can be so expensive to rent. If you buy, if you own the office, that's completely different, um, but you still have to pay obviously fees and stuff like that. But I mean, renting is just so expensive. The overhead cost is crazy. So not having that space, regardless of whether you own it or rent it, it's going to reduce the overall cost of the company. And if you own a building, rent it out. Rent it out to someone who doesn't even want to have virtual offices or they can't because maybe they are a manufacturing company or something like that and they don't have the opportunity to have a virtual office. So if you are in the industry that can take advantage of it and save some cash, I don't see why you wouldn't. Um, so yeah, overhead cost is the first and foremost thing that obviously it is a benefit of having a virtual office. The next one is employees days are so much shorter. There's no added hours for their commutes home or their commutes to work. For me personally, it saves me almost three hours a day, which is crazy because I could do use that three hours to benefit and give myself some more me time or maybe I can go to different yoga classes because I don't have to go to the late night classes because for me personally, I get home probably around like 6.30, sometimes 7, and then I can really only go to the yoga class at 6.30 if I get there in time. If not, I have to go to the 8.30 class, which 
is really hard for me because when I go to the 8.30 class, I end up finishing at like 10 o'clock. I have to go home, shower, get ready for bed. By the time I settle in, it's like midnight and I don't like staying up late. So it's a lot more flexibility with my personal life versus professional life. And it saves a lot more hours in my day so I can be doing other things that I also enjoy doing. And I guess the plain and simple one is not only does the employer save costs, so does the employee. They can straight save money on transportation costs and whether it's like basically their car expenses or their gas or maybe insurance. There's a lot of things that they can save money on. And the more money they save, the more money that's in their pocket. It's almost like you gave them a mini raise because you're not making them use their own personal money to get to work. Um, filling up on gas is expensive, especially with in Canada and Ontario, specifically the carbon tax. It has hit us hard and a lot of the gas has tremendously increased. It's a lot more expensive to fill up. So understanding that, and if you can help the employees save more money, it's again, almost like you gave them many raise. They're going to have more money in their pocket to spend on things that they actually enjoy. More flexibility is a given. Flexibility is the way to go. So say they had a doctor's appointment, they can quickly head out, go to the doctor's appointment and come back home and work. They're still going to work those required, let's just say eight hour days, but it's just going to be a little bit more flexible. What if they really enjoy working at night? What if they really enjoy early, early mornings? It gives them that opportunity to actually have that flexibility of working from home. And if there's set hours and they have to work certain eight hours, nine to five, let's just say, then fine, keep it at that. But there's still that flexibility of them being at home and being able to maybe not have to hire someone to take their dog out in the middle of the day or whatever the case may be. There's a lot of things that actually involves a little bit more flexibility. They can go drop off their kids at school. They can pick up their kids from school and it's just overall a lot more flexible. So I really enjoy that. Um, and personally, it's just made my life a little bit more flexible in terms of just honestly my yoga or being healthy or going for a walk before it's dark out. That's the things that I really enjoy when I do work from home, um, all above the, um, the productivity of how I feel when I'm working at home, but just personally having that extra three hours a day is so important to me. The next one is access to a greater talent pool. A lot of people don't even consider this, but sometimes you have to turn down individuals or people don't even apply to your positions because it's too far away. If you had a virtual office, your talent pool got so much larger. You could potentially hire people across the globe. You don't even have to worry about what city they're in or they don't have to worry about what city you're in because all, all in all, everyone's just going to be happy because you're going to be able to access a greater talent pool and the talent pool is going to be able to apply for your position because it is virtual. And a lot of people are looking for virtual jobs. A lot of stay-at-home moms want to have virtual jobs, things like that. It's just really important for a lot of people. So the talent pool overall and the overhead cost are like a no-brainer for me when you are making that decision for a virtual office. So I did mention this, but productivity increases tremendously. I don't know, I can't really put my finger on exactly as to why, but when I'm at home, I'm so much more productive. I get up, I'm excited, I start my day. I don't have to dread that traffic. Although I do, I did say I really enjoy commuting. I've gotten used to it. But honestly, 
staying at home is amazing to me. I'm able to start work at nine and finish around five. I get to just make my lunch, save some money, and I thoroughly enjoy it. It makes me a lot more productive. Um, so a lot of people feel the same way and they feel their productivity has increased as well. Also, you're able to basically analyze the productivity and what people are getting done just based on the stats. There's no more like they're sitting at their desk in the office just kind of playing with their thumbs and going home. When you are working from home, all you have is stats. All you have is what they're actually doing. And that way you can actually critique and see what's getting done rather than them just being in the office and again playing with their thumbs so when they're at home you're able to actually see the exact stats of exactly what they're doing on a daily basis and you can make the decision as to when they're actually if they are benefiting from working from home or not working anywhere is really important to a lot of people you don't just have to work from home you can work at the nearest coffee shop you can work at wherever you want you want to go to the library you want to go to your mom's place that's three hours away from here and you want to spend the week there bring your laptop bring your gear and work from home there you're spending time with family and you're also working so this will really help a lot of people that want to travel they have that travel bug but they don't want to get tied down to a job and be stuck in a nine to five office environment if you have a virtual office this will allow them to maybe visit la for a couple weeks and they can bring their gear they can work that nine to five monday to friday whatever your hours that you negotiated are maybe add in some flexibility hours so they see even more of a benefit but this will help people travel and not just think that their job is something that they have to do and they get excited and when you allow them to have opportunities like that and you're not stopping them from living their life they're going to respect you so much more so this is so important and i think it's so amazing how some companies can do this and if you can i don't see why not because it's going to benefit the employee it's going to benefit you because they're going to be a lifer if you do things like that that's how you keep the retention within the company is making sure you're keeping your staff happy and if they can travel the world while working let them do it all the power to them <laughs> the next one is easy expansion save the headache of finding a bigger office every single time you get more employees you just got to get a bigger and bigger office which equals more overhead which basically is just an absolute headache so when you are virtual you don't have to worry about all that stuff you can expand so much easier without any worries in the world as long as you have your systems and processes in place before so before doing so then you're going to be able to expand basically with the blink of an eye the last one i have here is you're able to appreciate others time more when you see them and it's so it's so true people don't even think about this but when you see them in the office every day you just see them in the office like hey how's your day going great but when you see them like once every two weeks once a month maybe you appreciate their time more you're not going to waste their time you're not going to just be like hey and walk away you're going to actually engage a little bit more with your coworkers, with the management team and you're going to just overall appreciate each other's presence and attention and team mentality a little bit more because you're going to see them a little bit less so that's something that is a, a little bit of a mini benefit to all of this so those are some of the benefits that i have for virtual offices there are so many more benefits and there's some disadvantages as well there's it goes both sides but overall in my opinion the advantages of have virtual office and my experience is just completely outweighed the disadvantage that it gives people 
So that's why I wanted to tie in a little bit of commuting, understand how to cope with it and how to get through it. But then virtual offices, maybe it's something that a lot of companies should start considering and save money and make a lot, a lot of their employees a little bit more happier, flexible and free. Okay, guys, well, that ends this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I always appreciate it. Like I said earlier in this podcast, if you're listening, be sure to screenshot it, share it in your stories, and tag me in it at Leader in Red Podcast on your Instagram. I would love to share it on my stories and see all the people that are listening to the podcast. If you have not followed me yet on Instagram, make sure you do so. It is Leader in Red Podcast. I am always posting on there and I'm always uh, looking to speak to people, get their ideas. I always am looking at my DMs. I always answer you guys. And I love to answer any questions that you may have. And if you do have any questions, be sure to DM me. And I always like to add them in some of the upcoming podcasts that I have going on. And also, one last thing, I always post every Wednesday. So be sure to subscribe, add on the notifications so that you are able to listen to my podcast the second that it comes out. Okay, guys, thank you so much again for listening. I appreciate your time and I'll catch you in the next one.